0: The weight of the world, a definition, an immense or particular worrisome burden or responsibility. Have you seen Mike lately? It looks like he has the weight of the world on his shoulders. The phrase can also mean carry or have the weight of the world on one's shoulder, meaning in an responsibility that could possibly lead to an individual being overwhelmed. Now in science and engineering the weight of an object is related to the amount of force acting on the object, either due to gravity or a reaction force that holds it in place. Some textbooks out there define weight as a vector quantity, the gravitational force acting on the object. Now in Greek mythology, Atlas was a Titan, the son of Lapteus. And Atlas was the leader of a rebellion against Zeus. But Atlas came out on the wrong side of the rebellion, and he was punished. And Atlas Punishment was to hold up the sky for eternity. Me against the world. Welcome to the Stephen Thompson Experience. This is Stephen Thompson, and this is my experience. I'm a man in Los Angeles, California. I'm a man of faith. I'm a husband. I'm a father, and I'm simply being curious. This month, I'm looking at the music of Tupac Shakur. And I'm looking to see the best that is in us and how we put that forth every single day of our lives. Me Against the World. Me Against the World is the third studio album released by Tupac. It was released on March 14, 1995. And in fact, Tupac was in prison when this album came out. And, in fact, it debuted at number one on the U.S. Billboard 200. It also was one of his best-reviewed albums. And many people call it one of the greatest hip-hop albums <clears throat> ever released. In fact, in 1996, Me Against the World won the best rap album at the 1996 Soul Train Musical World. World. Ugh. Soul Train Music awards me against the world is a title track off of the album and some of the lyrics that I looked at was this with all this extra stress and the question I wonder is after death after my last breath when will I finally get to rest Through this suppression, they punish the people that's asking questions. And those that possess steal from the ones without possessions. The message I stress, to make it stop, study your lessons. Don't settle for less. Even the genius asks questions. Be grateful for blessings. Don't ever change. Keep your essence. The power is the people and the politics we address. Always do your best. Don't let the pressure make you panic. And when you get stranded and things don't go the way you planned it, Dreaming of riches in a position of making a difference. Politicians and hypocrites. They don't want to listen. If I'm insane, it's the fame made a brother change. It was nothing like the game. It was me against the world. Rebecca Lee Crumpler. She was a medical pioneer. And Rebecca was born in 1831. And some say maybe it was 1833. Rebecca Lee Crumpler went to medical school at a time when women of color were often denied access to even the most basic levels of education. And she was drawn to the medical profession by watching her aunt, who raised her, care for neighbors and others in need. And by the 1850s, Crumpler had followed her aunt's lead, becoming a nurse in Massachusetts. She went on to enroll at the New England Female Medical College in Boston, and the significance of this is that she had to live in the South, not live in the South, she had to live in the North to be able to even get an education. If she would have lived in the South, she would have never even been allowed to go to school. She would have been enslaved, and reading would have been illegal for her. Teaching her to read would have been punishable by death. But she lived in the North, and she was able to go to college. 1864, she got her degree. She got her medical degree in 1864. And she started out practicing in Boston. And then she moved south to Richmond, Virginia after the Civil War. And what she did is she provided much needed care for freed slaves because at the time they didn't have doctors who were helping them after the Civil War and all these slaves had been freed and they needed medical attention and they didn't have enough doctors to serve them. So Rebecca Lee Crumpler went to the South and began to take care of individuals in Virginia who had been freed. She came back to Boston later on in her career and she wrote a book. Called a book of medical discourses, and it was a two-volume work on healthcare based on her experiences as a doctor. Now here is a situation where we have what it looks like the the weight of the world on someone's shoulders, uh, doors being closed, opportunities not being provided, but she found a way. She found a way even when there didn't seem to be many open doors she was still able to find one or two doors and when a person is able to find a door like a rebecca lee crumpler she was able to use her talents her skills and abilities to be able to earn a medical degree and even after earning the medical degree she was able to go to richmond virginia and find people to help so When people are provided with opportunities, they're able to use their skills and their talents and their abilities to maximize those opportunities. And maximizing those opportunities allowed for many people to get help and care for. Now, sometimes we can take weight off of people. Sometimes we can add weight to people. If we have talented people and we know that they have talent, strength, skills, and ability, let's do our best to take weight away from them so that they can apply their talent, skills, and ability to pursuing what they want to do. So take a look at this for Rebecca Lee Crumpler. Becoming a doctor is a challenge. Going to medical school is a challenge. So, she should be allowed simply to have done that. Now, being able to have to defend yourself and your race and your gender and your nationality and your status in life, that shouldn't be a part of medical school. Medical school should be studying anatomy. It shouldn't be defending who you are as a person. And when you have to defend who you are as a person, the weight of the world is now on you. and We can take the weight off of people. But when the weight is on you, and you are battling, and you are fighting, and you can't find the advocates that you need, and the world seems to be against you, what can you do? Because there weren't a lot of advocates for Rebecca Lee Crumpler at her time. Women were not meant to be doctors. So she had to go against the world in order to even get into medical school. So when we're setting out and we're looking at our leadership and we're looking at the people that we lead and we're looking at our own abilities and talents what do we do with this when we can feel that the world is against us and we're not being treated fairly and we're not given the opportunity that we want to pursue the change we want to make. Well one thing that we can do is practicing gratitude. Dr. Emma Seppala from Stanford University She's an associate director of the Center for Compassion and Altruism Research and Education at Stanford University. She did a TED Talk on the science of social connection, compassion, and happiness. And she talks about a couple of things. One, she talks about our negativity bias. And the negativity bias is that research says that sometimes our perspective and what we think about on a daily basis tends to lead and lean negative first. So our minds typically believe things that are bad more than we believe things that are good. And we likely pay attention to and remember negative situations, criticism, losses. Those are easy to remember. Positive events or praises or gains are difficult to remember. In fact, sometimes she even says that even if we have a great day we hear one thing wrong and it takes our whole day down a tube where we feel that the day is wrong and ruined so how do we how do we do this well there's something called the hedonic treadmill and on that we receive an increased boost of happiness when wonderful new events happen new relationships buying cars getting a promotion but over the time over time The good events lose the ability to bring us joy because we get used to them. And then, because we get used to them, then we fail to appreciate what we have. And then they find out in research that we tend to be thankful for what we have once it's gone. An example would be getting sick. Then you realize, ah, I appreciate my health. We lose the heat in our home, then we like, oh, yeah, I love my radiator. Or when we move and we're lonely, we're like, oh, my goodness, my friends and family that I left, I now miss them and take that for granted. So we can avoid this. And the research says that we can do this by being grateful. Practicing the power of gratitude. And practicing the power of gratitude can be done very easy. You stop for a second and you think back to someone who may have helped you one point or another. Someone who friended you, befriended you in a difficult time or even just a a, a normal time. Think about a great trip that you had. Think about beauty. Think about a summer day. And then when you begin to feel grateful, this negativity bias, according to research, loses its strength. And then something happens. Rather than thinking about all the things that are going wrong, we remember the blessings that are around us. And then gratitude becomes to help us. And some psychologists have said that gratitude increases social social connection decreases depression and increases optimism and positive emotions, boosts your creativity, helps your relationships, it improves your health and well-being for people who suffer from physical ailments. So to do this on a daily basis, when you're feeling negative, just close your eyes and count your blessings. And those will give you that will give you a reality check few things to do when you you leave today. Make a gratitude list and count your blessings on a daily basis. One or two things at the end of your night before you go to bed that you're thankful for. Expressing your gratitude to people around you. To say somebody and you see them, it's great to see you today. Thank you for your relationship with me. Thank you for being a friend. And those are a few ways to take the weight of the world off of your shoulders because we all feel the world we all feel that the world is against us or something is against us each and every day but what we can do is practice gratitude and take the weight off of our shoulder and if we express gratitude to other people we can take the weight off of their shoulders as well me against the world this has been stephen thompson this is the stephen thompson experience what i want you to do today is i want you to look up at the sky and I want you to say thank you and then I want you to look down and put your feet on the ground and feel the earth underneath you and stop for a second and say this is where I'm at and this is what I have and then I want you to open your eyes and look forward and look at all that's around you and your surroundings and know that you're alive know that you're here know that you have something to be thankful for and then move forward from that space and go out and seek to make a positive contribution to the world around you in each and everything that you have with your talents, with your skills, and your abilities. Thank you so much for listening to Stephen Thompson Experience. Have a great one.